This episode of the Nerd Cave Retro is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. programs and we're back for another episode of the nerd cave retro show my name is jason robbins and i'm derek diamond so derek it's been so long since we've spoken anything happened in the last 10 minutes (laughs) well um left the room um went to the restroom Mm -hmm. made uh made a nice beverage which i have you ever tried to make a moscow mule before I don't even know what that is. So it's basically vodka mixed with ginger beer and your choice of lemon or lime. Mm. It's actually quite good. You serve it in this little uh, metallic mug, which you can see right here. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I made one for the first show that we did, and it was quite good. I had never made one before. <laughs> I've had them at, at multiple dining establishments. But this one, I think I added a little bit too much vodka to, so <laughs> I, I might just be slowly sipping on it because I've I've had, I've had to I've tried to have a very chill weekend. And I didn't talk about it on the first episode, but um, my parents went out of town, so I got to dog sit at their house uh, this past weekend. Had a fantastic chill weekend because they because they have one of those uh, big green egg grills. Yes. So I made a made a, a nice steak, got to lounge in the pool, um, <laughs> got a massage today, and now I'm sitting here discussing retro gaming with you, sipping a Moscow Mule. So yes. I really, really do not want to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna feel great first thing in the morning. No, I'm, sl- I'm slowly sipping on it. So I, I'm good. I'm actually more tolerant than you might think when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to the beverages. So Do you have the Irish blood in you, laddie. Some something like that. So yeah. I uh, what what about you? How how's your ten minutes been? It's, it's good. I got myself some uh, sweet green tea here that I make for myself. Oh. A little sippy there. Uh, I like the green tea because it's uh, easier on my kidneys than regular tea. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's full of antioxidants, so it's very good for you. And I use uh, the best sugar I can find, the, the, you know, the unrefined sugar, the sugar in the raw, if you will. The, the oh, there's un- no other kind. The unbleached sugar, so it's better for your body to process. And... Uh, so yeah, that's that's been my evening. I uh, got a couple of viewers back. Um, glad you guys are returning for the second show tonight. Uh, thank Sweet. you for for joining us, and uh, we're going to be talking about Battle Toads again tonight. And uh, yeah, the, so we don't really have much to talk about and what we've done this week because we did that on the last episode. So those of you listening to this on the audio stream uh, as a regular podcast. You'd never know that we just recorded last week's episode like 10 minutes ago. It, the, through the magic of the internet, we uh, we recorded two episodes in one night. All, all, all about Battletoads, which gave me anxiety all this week <laughs> trying to play these stupid games. It, it's kind of like um, if anyone's ever seen the second Austin Powers movie. When he goes back in time 10 minutes to warn himself. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm you 10 minutes from now. (laughs) (laughs) I love that movie. Uh, I got to watch that again. Um, I haven't seen those movies since I was probably in high school. uh, It's been a long time for me, too. I remember liking the second one way better than the first one. Uh, Oh, I agree 100%. The third one was okay. Yeah, the second one was But the first two are great. With uh, with Mini-Me and all that stuff. It's great. And fat bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Get in my belly. <laughs> I got I got bigger titties than you do. <laughs> oh, I gotta watch that tonight. Oh man. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm going to sleep to tonight. Thanks, Derek, for God. giving me something to watch. 
Well, now I'm going to transition from quoting Owen Wilson to now quoting yeah. Austin Powers on the show. So <laughs> awesome. uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but let's go ahead and go get into it tonight. We got some news to talk about, people. Speaking of Battletoads, Rare is focused on a new IP despite the Battletoads revival. Craig Duncan, uh, this comes to us, fr- to us from OnlySP.com. <clears throat> Craig Duncan, studio head of Rare, has revealed that the team is entirely focused on developing a new IP despite the revival of Battletoads. Uh, in an interview with Game Reactor, revealed that Rare, which is offering to help UK-based developer D- uh, Dalala Studios in the development of Battletoads, it will be splitting its future efforts between support for Sea of Thieves and a new IP. Additionally, he contextualized about how the Battletoads revamp came to be, stating that Dalala came to Rare with an amazing pitch. Interest in a series revival has been circulating for years, so their pitch likely involved an imaginative take on the universe to impress Rare. He also stated that Dalala's great hand-drawn animation talent, as well as the passion and creativity of CEO AJ Grand Scruton, was the driving force behind the decision. Um, so, what do you think? Uh, you know, we always talk about we wish Rare would would start cranking out some games again. I mean, they're coming back with Battletoads, but it doesn't sound like they're really in the ones making it. It's more or less they're kind of just giving a sign-off on it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that they're at least back in the news. I still wish they were with Nintendo because I thought that was just the perfect marriage between two yeah. companies. I, I was, I've talked about it multiple times on the podcast, but I was never a huge fan of rare leaving when they announced they were leaving and going to microsoft i thought that was a gigantic mistake yeah because when you think rare you think of all the classic games they made for nintendo i mean battletoads obviously we've been talking about but you've got the donkey kong country series uh, perfect dark banjo kazooie diddy kong racing yeah rare to me is one of those companies that I think Nintendo when I think Rare. And I, I've i heard good things about Sea of Thieves. I mean, I don't own an Xbox One, so I can't play it. But I am glad that they're at least back as to trying to be in the news again. Yeah. But I just still wish they were with Nintendo because I, yeah. I would still be... I mean, I still like Rare, and I'm such a fanboy for their older games. But, God, if they were still with Nintendo now... I I would be, I would be drinking the rare Kool Aid, yeah. <laughs> like like by by the gallon. Mm-hmm. But you know I I'm I'm curious as to see what this new IP is for sure. Yeah, because I I think Sea of Thieves did well, but I don't think it's it caught the gaming world on fire like they were expecting it to. Because mm-hmm. I really haven't heard much about it. Like when it first came out, that's all I heard about on a lot of you know, podcasts dealing with gaming and stuff like that. They were like, oh, this game's great. Then after a week or so, they're like, eh, it's kind of the same thing over and over again. And it's not very, oh, there's not a lot to do in it, I guess. It's kind of very bland. So I, I don't know what to think about that. But, and, you know, if they got a new IP coming, I don't know what that is. But I don't know. It not really big on the Xbox right now, so it doesn't really affect me one way or the other. So, I don't yeah. know. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm still interested as to what it is, but, you know, I, I like I said, I just, I just wish Rare was, at worst, multi-platform. Uh, Dirty Dog 1987 said it was not good, so I take it... Oh, it that, was not? Uh, yeah, uh, it's Travis. Oh, yeah, he. Uh, this is Travis from. Um, from uh, let's see, <laughs> Travis from from where's it from? Hold on, we're we're getting a little lag here. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to derail us there. <laughs> I was looking at oh, the Twitch no, chat. No, no, you're good. Uh, oh, oh, he's the one who sent uh, Jackal that. Um, yeah, that I reviewed uh, about six oh, months okay. or so ago. He's from Oregon. And, um, very cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I recognize the name, but I, I, he didn't put his last name up there. That's why I was like, I know the name Travis. And then he wrote 
uh, jackal, but it was it wasn't spelled like it the game is spelled. So it kind of threw me for a loop there for a second. So thanks, Travis. That's awesome, man. I, I hope you listen to that episode too. And uh, I really like that game, Jackal. It's very, it's one of the best games you can get. I think for the super uh, for back in the day for the Nintendo, that kind of overhead, um, you know, like constant shooter type of thing. And uh, he mm-hmm. says he has something he's sending for the both of us soon. So that's uh, that's interesting. Oh, oh. nice. Thank you. Thank Can't yeah. Thank you very much. Um, and also, I wanted to tell you too. I forgot to mention this at the top of the show. Last night, or was it last night or night before, I downloaded uh, Fortnite for my Switch just to try it Ooh. out. And um, I think I need some other people to play it with, like people that I know. So if you're interested in playing, Derek, let's let's play together because it's not that fun yeah. when you're playing by yourself. Yeah, I I've downloaded it, but I haven't played it yet. So we'll we'll have to uh, we'll have to join up. Let's for do sure. that because I, I want to play I like back in the day with the Call of Duty games and things like that. I always like playing those kind of uh, like the PvP with friends. Like that's what made it fun. So I think that's what it would make Fortnite fun. Just playing it by yourself is eh, it's a little I don't know. I kind of got bored playing it or maybe I'm just not in the shooters like that anymore. Maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know. Maybe so. But uh, our last news story comes to us from comicbookmovie.com. Castlevania Season 2, Netflix's animated series, now expected to return later this year. Yes. Uh, Fans of Netflix's Castlevania series, which I know we both are, will Mm -hmm. seemingly have to wait a bit longer for Season 2. Taking to Twitter, writer Warren Ellis informed fans that the sophomore season of the animated series will premiere sometime later this year. And I didn't know this, but it was originally scheduled to return to the streaming service this summer, but that no longer appears to be the case. It's unclear what caused the delay, but Ellis hinted in his tweet that the decision was out of his hands. Unfortunately, we still don't have a specific date other than the vague window he provided, but he did say we'll be given plenty of warning when we, when we do have an official release. Um, so I'm thinking not, they it's might... not going to quite come out. Oh, go ahead. I was thinking maybe they're holding on to this for like a Halloween release, maybe like in October or something like that. I think that would actually be better timing. Yeah. I, I think it would be much more fitting. You know, I mean, we'd have to wait a bit longer, but I'm OK with, that. you know, if you, yeah, you release it, you know, like Halloween weekend. I think that'd be perfect. Yeah. And there will be eight episodes uh, It's oh, a four yeah. episode increase from the original four from season one. So. Uh, if you haven't watched the show yet, do yourself a favor. Go on Netflix. It's four episodes yeah. long. It's not going to take you that long. It's really, really good. Uh, yeah, and I'm that, not even a huge Castlevania <laughs> fan, but I absolutely love the series from start to finish. It was so oh, yeah. well done. The writing was great. The look was perfect. The voices were great. Everything about it is just good. Yeah. And and like like you said, the the episodes are only thirty minutes apiece, and there's four of them, so you can watch the entire first series in two hours. Like that's that's binging right there. Like <laughs> get the whole season yeah. done in two hours. But if especially if you're a Castlevania fan, it just kind of captures, it kind of captures that mood that the original Castlevania games had. And plus, I love the art style of it, the the animation. I love 2D animation and they kind of mix it in, you know, with some with some CGI to kind of give it that weird almost 2.5D look to it sometimes like during some of the the bigger like set pieces and things like that. So it's really well done. It, it's great. I've watched through it like twice now. I want to watch through it one more time before the next season comes out. Go watch it right now. It's on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'll probably watch it again right before season two comes out. And then like so it's basically a transition into season one to season two. Yeah. Um, But let's go ahead and move into this month in video game history, shall we? Sure. Uh, In um, where are we at here? We are in July and July of 1980. Atari Inc. releases the Cold War inspired Missile Command. (laughs) Probably. (coughs) Excuse me. Probably my favorite 
game that I used to own. Other than, I think, River Raid and Missile Command were probably my two favorite games that I had for the Atari 2600. I have heard of this game, but I've never played it. I know it, I remember it being uh, on the Game Boy, but it was one that I, you know, just never picked up. Uh, it says here it was released um, in 1995 on the Game Boy as part of an arcade classics collection. Um, you know, it's one of those games, uh, to use a familiar quote, just kind of passed me by. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Wally. That's it, your drinking game thing right there. Uh, every time we say something passes us by, somebody has to take a drink. So uh, <laughs> this is one of those fun games. I used to play this in the arcade a lot because it the I actually preferred playing it in the arcade other than on a home console. I mean, it worked well with any kind of controller you can get, but if you can play the original, uh, you know, stand-up arcade cabinet of this game, it's got the the trackball and the fire buttons. It's got, I think, like four fire buttons because you're basically, point of the game is you're trying to defend your bases from uh, missile attacks. So e e you move your X around the screen. There's missiles coming down. You move your, your X around the screen and you blow up the, the, the missiles before they hit your bases. That's the point of the game. And if you can play it with the original trackball, it's great. Like it, it's one of those games that just holds up so well over the years because of its simplicity and its gameplay uh, aesthetic. Um, and they do have some um, said right here, I think you can actually get it for the iPhone. It says that on September 23rd, 2008, it was released for the iPhone and iPod Touch for five bucks. It includes two gameplay modes, uh, Ultra and Classic. They also did, um, and it was came out for the Xbox Live Arcade in July 4th, 2007. And the graphics on that one look great. I would, um, I didn't even know this came out for the Xbox. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do remember this. Yeah, I never played it for the 360, but I do remember it coming out for that. <laughs> huh. in, in 1981, Floridian Jody Bowles played a Missile Command arcade game for 30 hours at the Filling Station Eatery in Pensacola. Bowles racked up 40... Wait, what? Yeah, Bowles racked up 41,399,845 points with only one quarter using marathon settings, besting the previous known record, according to Atari spokesman Mike Fornell. The record was broken when Victor Ali of the USA scored 80 million points in 1982. It is believed that Ali played the game continuously for 56 hours. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out, like, I want to look up where this place was, because I've never heard of this story before. Yeah, it's called the, the, Fillin', the Filling Station Eatery in Pensacola, but that was in 81, so I doubt that that place is even still there. No, I've never heard of it. Uh, I'll have, to, I'll have Maybe, to do some digging on that. You need to do some digging I'd, I'd be curious. on this Jody Bowles character and see if we can get him on the show. Jody Bowles. Let me save that name. Look him up on Facebook in the Pensacola area and see if they... I don't know if it's a man or woman. Ah. I mean, Jody could be a guy's name or a girl's name, and it doesn't specify a man or woman. So look up yeah. all the Jody Bowles on Facebook and just hit him up and message her. Hey, are you the one that played Missile Command for 30 hours? Oh, man. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'll have to – I've saved his name, so I'll have to do some digging on that. But uh, speaking of arcades, in July 9th, 1981, Nintendo releases Donkey Kong, which includes – which introduces the characters of Donkey Kong and Mario and sets the template for the platformer genre. It is also one of the first video games with an integral storyline. Um, one of the most important video games ever made. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it – it, it introduced uh, basically a genre to the gaming world as well as two of its most iconic video game characters. Jumpman. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Which then became Mario. 
It's a me, a Mario. And if you no, want to it's... actually play the original arcade version of the game, they just released it for the arcade archive series for the Nintendo Switch for $7, yes. which is worth every penny. Absolutely. No, I, I haven't downloaded it yet, but I definitely intend to. But like I said, you know, one of the most important video games ever created, and I don't Absolutely. think anyone can dispute that. Well, especially for Nintendo. Um, in July of 1981, the Namco Warp and Warp Arcade System Board is released. Let me look this thing up here and see what this is. Uh, first hardware type, which was first used in 1978, the second and third games to run on it, Bombi and QDQ, were modified to support a 256 color palette. Um, list of Namco Warp and Warp Arcade games, GB... Bombi, QDQ, Navarone, Kate Takara Sagashi, SOS Tank Battalion, and Warp and Warp. Never heard of it. Me neither. I'm not, I'm not, I don't really know too much about the uh, the hardware side of things. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I'm not sure either. Uh, in July of 1985, Namco releases Baraduk, aka Alien Sector. I think I do remember this game. I remember the I, uh, the cover for this game because it just looks so cool. Looks like an aliens, mm-hmm. like aliens movie or something. I really like the name. Uh, it runs on Namco Packland hardware, but with the video system like that used in Metro Cross and Dragon Buster, uh, modified to support vertical scrolling and a 2048 color palette. Ten years after its original arcade release, it was it was ported to the Sharp X68000 and was also included in a fifth volume of the Namco Museum series on PlayStation. Hmm. I mean the the screenshot looks kind of cool. It does. It sort of looks like the um. Hmm. It kind of has a Blaster Master look to it, like cross between like Blaster Master and Mega Man. It says here this predates uh, Metroid by one year. I was yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. It has kind of a weird Metroid look to it. Yeah, uh, I think Nintendo stole something. <laughs> uh, also in July, this is a big year, nineteen eighty-five in July. Uh, Sega yeah. releases Hang On by Yu Suzuki and AM Two. It is the first of Sega's Super Scalar games. It's a motorbike cabinet and controlled using the body, starting a Taikon trend of motion-controlled hydraulic cabinets and arcades some two decades before motion controls became popular on video game consoles. I love playing Hang On in the arcades, and you can still find them here and there because it was such a really? cool cabinet. We actually, it wasn't, we were talking about another game a couple of weeks ago, and I think it reminded you of Hang On. Yes. But I, I don't remember what the that. exact game was. I don't remember But I mean, what it, 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 it looks really cool. You know, I vaguely remember the name, but it was one that I never played. So yeah. uh, it'd be I fun just, to go back and visit. It was right there on the tip of my brain, and now I can't remember what it was. I mean, I know we were talking about OutRun. That, I think that's... What I was trying to remember was uh, we were talking about Outrun, and I was trying to th- I, I was trying to think of Hang On at the time. I think that was it. Yeah, I that sounds right. But uh, also in July of 1985, Sega releases the Sega Space Harrier arcade hardware, also known as Sega Hang On, the first of Sega's Super Scalar arcade system boards that allow pseudo 3D sprite scaling at high frame rates. And it displays 6144 colors on screen out of a 32,768 color palette. I remember Space Harrier. It's a lot of technical stuff. Yeah, I remember Space Harrier being a pretty big deal when I was a kid. Uh, And I think they did a version of it on, was it the Master System or uh, was it on the Genesis? And I know it was big in the arcade. Uh, let's see. It says here it was on the Master System. Okay, yeah. I know they did a port of it. I couldn't remember where they ported it to. 
It's kind of weird yeah. they didn't put that on the Sega. That seems like such a Sega uh, Genesis game. Yeah, uh, it does. That That's actually really surprising. Hmm. Also on Ju- uh, in July, July 23rd of 1985, Commodore releases the Amiga personal computer. I still haven't seen that documentary I'm meant to watch about this computer. Stupid, stupid, stupid. I got to watch it. I want a computer like this just to say that I have it. Like, I think it would be a cool like little relic to put like in the corner of the room. <laughs> Dude, go hit up the flea market. I guarantee you, you'll find one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and to wrap out this month in video game history on July 26th, 1985, Nintendo releases the family computer robot, a peripheral for their family computer home video game console in Japan. The also ro- known as Rob. The robotic operating buddy. Also a decent character in Super Smash Brothers. Really? I, see, that's mm-hmm. what I'm interested to play Smash Brothers because I've never... Was he in the... Has he been in Smash Brothers before? Mm-hmm. Really? He was introduced... I think it was Smash Brothers Brawl for the Wii was his first game because they they had this weird like generic level because like a lot of levels are modeled after certain characters and franchises yeah but the music i remember was an orchestrated version of the old tetris theme and it gives me goosebumps (laughs) when i hear that song like it is so good i'll I'll have to send it to you sometime it's from it's from super smash brothers brawl Hmm. It's so epic sounding. Yeah, if you get so amazing, you can find it, send it to me, and I'll, I'll take a listen to it. Yeah, it's really, really good. But you know, I I, I never owned Rob, but neither. I I'd always, I'd love to have in my little relic collection him next to our our favorite peripheral, the Power Glove. Yeah, I mean that was the the he was the thing that was the original selling point for the Nintendo because it was build as a um uh, an entertainment like uh, uh, basically as a toy and not a mm-hmm. video game system so um rob really helped to sell the nintendo but as soon as they that people got basically got their hands on the nintendo and realized how good it was they were just like yeah we don't need rob anymore and they just pretty pretty much just chucked him to the side so poor rob at least he's yeah. at least he's being brought back in in Smash Brothers form. Yeah, a lot of people were excited about it, but I, I will say <clears throat> before we before we move on to our mid roll, uh, funny side note that the Power Glove made me think of it. We were at work the other day, and we were talking about somebody brought up the question of what's your favorite like obscure movie. And everybody, like, I knew mine right off the top of my head, and everybody was kind of going around, and I just thought to myself, yeah, I'm going to have all you assholes beat. So I just, like, (laughs) watched this. So I pulled up the trailer for The Wizard, and they're like, that is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That movie's so great. Hey, you know what I was Uh, thinking the other day before we go into the mid-roll, and you just reminded me about that. Um, because we did the, I can't remember what episode it was, but we actually did a commentary track for, mm-hmm. um, uh, for the wizard. I was thinking yeah. when we do the, uh, the Patreon, we should do, if we get to a certain amount every month, like say 50 bucks or a hundred bucks, once we get to that amount, we do an extra episode every month and we do either a commentary or just sort of a roundtable discussion uh, about various, not only video game movies, but just retro retro movies in general. Like, there's actually a video game movie that I don't know if you've ever heard of this movie. It's called Brain Scan that came out in the Mm -hmm. 90s. One of my favorite horror movies ever made, but nobody knows what this movie is. Like, it's not streaming anywhere. It's got Edward Furlong in it, who played uh, John Connor in uh, Terminator 2. And it's mm-hmm. really weird. If you ever get a chance to watch it, it's great. I mean, it's got some really bad 90s CGI effects in it here and there. But other than that, the story is really great. And if you're a video game fan, it's kind of like, 
you know, it's a really cool movie to go back and watch. So I would love to do like a commentary track for that movie. So if we, we should really think about doing the Patreon. If we get to a certain amount, have like a, a goal uh, where we get to every month and we'll do stuff like that where we'll talk about, you know, retro movies and not only obscure ones, but, you know, well-known movies as well. Throw Mortal Kombat in and you got a deal. Oh, I'm down. i'll 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 even do the i mean the the first mortal Kombat movie is good for what it is but you have to look at it for what it is the second movie is complete and utter garbage that movie's a dumpster fire yeah it is awful one of the few movies i've actually walked out of the theater i don't blame you i probably would have done it too i I don't know how old I was when that movie came out, but I, I didn't see them until they came out on video. But yeah. love the original Mortal Kombat. I, I would. That's a great idea. I, I would love to do something like that. So I love, let's let's talk about that this weekend. Let's get that rolling because I would love to do that. Um, just talk about movies and do a. I love doing the commentary track. That was really fun to do. Well, we we do have the the stuff I need to chat with you after oh, yeah, the show, yeah. so we can we can throw that in there as well well let's go ahead and move into our mid-roll here so Derek tell everybody about books and then we'll we'll roll into our review for tonight sure so for you the listeners of the nerd cave retro podcast audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service I mentioned this on last week's show but I'll mention it again a big thank you to listener of nerd cave retro Mr. Sean White uh, for reaching out to me uh, I'll, I'll read his message again here real quick. Uh, he just said, you know, he enjoys the nerd cave retro show that we do. He's actually been collecting games for five years now. So the content you guys put out is right up my alley. And I actually found out about audible through NCR and is why I'm messaging you from one fellow gamer to another. I think you would enjoy this audiobook. And the book is masters of doom by David Kushner. Uh, it's based on the true story of the Lennon and McCartney of video games, John Carmack and John Romero. Um, they, let's see, they lived a unique and rollicking American dream, escaping the broken homes of their youth to produce the most notoriously successful game franchises, Doom and Quake, which is a, they're both fairly known, especially in the, the PC gaming world. Uh, so I'm excited to listen to that. Uh, it's, about 12 hours and 45 minutes, so quite a lot of content for free and is narrated by the great Will Wheaton of Star Trek The Next Generation fame. So, Will uh, Wheaton. <laughs> so they have a ton of other books too, uh, other gaming series, World of Warcraft, Gears, Mass Effect, Halo, uh, Romance, Fiction, nonfiction, biographies, sci-fi, any genre you can think of, Audible has. And if you're always on the go like I am, it's a great service to have to be able to continue to read without having to sit down and read a physical copy. So to do that, just go to audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nerdcave for your free audiobook download and free 30-day trial. Tonight we're talking about... Uh, such a good song. If that doesn't get you amped up for a impossibly hard video game, I don't know what will. Ooh. <laughs> so, uh, yes. So this week, continuing our Battletoads trend, I will be talking about Battletoads and Double Dragon, which is a 1993 beat-em-up game developed by Rare and published by Tradewest. And I didn't actually know this, but it was originally released for the NES. I didn't either. And, later port- and it was later ported to the Mega Drive slash Genesis, Super NES, and Game Boy. Uh, the Ultimate Team is a crossover of both Technos Japan's Double Dragon and Rare's own Battletoad game franchise. 
although Technos had little or no credit involved uh, in the production of the game outside of the Double Dragon license. It features the characters Billy and Jimmy Lee from the Double Dragon series and the three humanoid toad protagonists uh, from the Battle Toads, which are Zitz, Pimple, and Rash, which are awesome character names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, we talked last week about how notoriously hard um, the original Battletoads NES game was. So, yeah, I know we just talked about it, but refresh my memory. You've never made it past the third level, correct? For the original, yes. Well, when I was a kid, I got past it, I think, once. Other than that, mm-hmm. never. So the reason why, and I teased this last week, is that this might be my best review I've ever done. <laughs> That's because I didn't make it past the first fucking boss. Yeah, same here. Oh my god! <laughs> like the, I mean, I like the controls. The it looks, it looks like a great game. You know, it's easy to get into. But there's a reason why your character's eyes like poke out of the front of his head and mm-hmm. his mouth's like on the floor when the first boss comes out. And that's because I don't think you can beat it with in single player. You can't. Uh, and just for reference, the first boss is a Bobo from Double mm-hmm. Dragon. And he's twice your size and constantly mm-hmm. punches. So you can't get a punch in edgewise. You can ram him, like headbutt him. I, I can't figure out any other way to get past him. Like, I can't punch him. I can't kick him. All I could do is, like, headbutt him, and then he immediately just pummels the shit out of me for the for the yeah. next, like, ten seconds until I'm dead. Yeah, and that was the exact same way with me. Like, I, I was thinking, because when you texted me and you said that, you know, it was ridiculously hard, I was like, Maybe after a while I'll be able to figure it out. But no, like as soon as if you get hit by him once you're done. Yeah. Because as soon as you get up, he's just Yeah. Right back on you. Because that's the thing. And like like I, hit, I can't I can't do anything. Yeah, like you get hit once and like you get stunned and then he just wails on you until you're dead. Like you can't get up, you can't do anything. And it's ridiculous. So to basically what I was doing is I was um, I was relaxing in my parents' pool, and you texted me at 9.30 at night, and you said, Jesus H. Christ on a stick. I can't even defeat the first boss on Battletoads and Double Dragon. I said, wow, that's a great sign. You said, it's a Bobo from Double Dragon. He's kicked my ass five times now. And then uh, I told the story about the video game trading post and how they mm-hmm. said it would test my patience. And you said, yes, my patience is done. So the next day I start playing it and let's see at one thirty today, I texted you with, with this exact quote, God damn this first battle toads boss dot, dot, dot. <laughs> that's all I had yep. to say because I, I, I feel like I can't give this game a fair review because I can't get past the first boss. Well, it's the I same truly think me. you have to, it has to be a two player thing. Yeah, I don't know if the Ninten- if the NES version is any easier because I played this on Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if the if the Nintendo version is easier or if the Sega uh, Genesis version is easier. I don't know. I couldn't even play the game. Like, and last week I couldn't do a, a review, a real review of the first Battletoads game for the Nintendo because I can't get past the third level. Like these games are so brutally ridiculously mind-numbingly hard like they're not fun they're so hard they're not fun yeah and that's where i was at was it wasn't even a you know i'm so frustrated but i gotta keep going to try and beat it it was a no this is stupid yeah I'm not, I'm going to stop playing it. Yeah. This is, and I, I tried broken. it, I tried it again when I got back to my house, but still after, you know, three or four tries, I was like, I, I can't do it. I've got to have somebody else. And I, I watched some, some let's plays of it and they were all two player yeah. and they were able to, you know, kick his ass easily. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's scaled for a single player. Um, no, you know, playthrough. I think it's made 
for two people. Because I just I don't think there's any way to play this game with one person. I just I don't think it's possible. Because like if you no, can't even I, get past the first boss, what's the rest of the game like? I mean, you've got um, let's see. Next, you fight Big Blag uh, in Blag Alley. But other than that, you know, like I I got to I think stage three in uh, the video I watched. Hmm. But as far as playing it, you know, I would love to see what's past the first boss, but <laughs> damn. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. There are aspects about it that I like. Like, I love the Battletoads characters, even mm-hmm. though I've recently been really introduced to them because, you know, I mentioned it last week, but I think Battletoads came out in a time where you, where you had Ninja Turtles, you had Sonic, you had the, the arthropomorphic animals. And they were all the rage back in the early 90s. So I think they came out at the perfect time. And I'm interested to see what they do with the the revival of Battletoads. But damn, Nintendo, you didn't have to make these games so hard. <laughs> and, and it's not that we're old. That's not it at all. These games were hard when we were kids. Like, Battletoads was unreasonably hard when I was a kid. I couldn't get past the third level then when my mm-hmm. reflexes were five times what they are now. And it's not that the game, and we talked about this on the last episode, it's not that it's un... It's not hard because of broken controls or anything like that. The game is hard because it's just... It's just way too hard. Like, it needed to be yeah. dialed back some. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Like start off easy um, and then ramp up the dip- difficulty as the game goes on. Don't start the game on like the hardest difficulty you can you can program. Yeah. Now to tell a little bit about the story because I actually do think it's a bit interesting. Uh, after being defeated by the Battle Toads, the evil Dark Queen flies to the outer reaches of the universe, and the Toads and their mentor get on with their lives. However, one day the Earth's military is neutralized and a giant spaceship called Colossus emerges from the moon. Apparently, the Dark Queen is back with another plan to dominate the galaxy. And she has allied herself with the Shadow Warriors from the Double Dragon series to supplement her forces. Deciding to even the odds, the Battletoads get in contact with Billy and Jimmy Lee and ask them for their help. The brothers agree and all five immediately take off for the (coughs) Colossus in a mission to stop this two-pronged threat. Now, I love the storyline. And the fact that the games are so similar gameplay-wise, I think, is the perfect fit. But damn, this game's hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I can't play games like this anymore. I don't yeah. have the patience for it. Maybe I had more of a patience for this kind of stuff when I was a kid, and it's just now that I'm older because I I've never played this particular game until you know a couple of days ago. Or yesterday, mm-hmm. whenever it was that I, I had texted you. I never played this game before in my life. And I have yeah. no desire to keep playing it because I don't Yeah. I don't have that level of I'm going to keep playing this until my fingers fall off, you know? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And what's crazy is that uh, it says here the game was very well received upon its release, receiving scores in ranges of eighty to a hundred percent. And Nintendo Power staff rated it as the second best video game or second best NES game of 1993. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah. I mean, mean, it says it it, it won uh, graphics and sound, theme and fun, play control, uh, best villain, best overall game. Um, The game was featured on the list of top 11 video game crossovers by UGO Networks. Um, and games radar, it was on the 15 most bizarre crossovers in gaming, you know, it got critical praise, but man, maybe it's just us. I I don't know. Maybe maybe (laughs) so. I mean, I I want to like this game because I like the characters and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd always heard stories about these games being, you know, obnoxiously hard. And now I know for a fact, all those stories were true to quote Han Solo from the force awakens. It's true. All of it. (laughs) 
And here's the thing. I didn't even know that all these uh, Battletoads games were, you know, uh, I, I had no clue there were this many Battletoads games. Uh, where mm-hmm. was that list of them? There was like five Battletoads games that came out. I had no idea that there were that many. I mean, I just remember the first one and then didn't even think about it until recently. Yeah, we've got, let's see, Battletoads, um, Battletoads for the Game Boy, Battletoads and Battle Maniacs, which sounds like a knockoff of the cartoon Animaniacs. Yeah. Uh, Battletoads and Double Dragon, <laughs> Battletoads Arcade, and now Battletoads 2019. Uh, it says here there was actually a canceled sequel slash remake for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, mm. It doesn't give a specific time frame, but... Still, uh, it says here the Battletoads appear in a bonus boss encounter in the Xbox One and PC version of Shovel Knight, uh, which, if no one's ever played Shovel Knight, very fun game. Yeah. Uh, Battletoads and Battletoads Arcade are included in the Rare Replay, a compilation of 30 rare games released for the Xbox One in 2015. And then Rash appears in the Xbox One and Windows fighting game Killer Instinct as a playable guest character. Hmm. Which is pretty cool. I mean, they've been around for, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like they just had the one game and then not thought of. I mean, it was just kind of a lot of stuff. I think they were really trying hard to, to make this into a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle type of franchise because like they did do a cartoon, uh, which was mm-hmm. a half hour animated television special produced by Deke Entertainment. Um and I don't think it did very well. It says uh, it was the pilot for a full-fledged series special aired in syndication in the United States on the weekend of Thanksgiving in 1992. It was never picked up for a series. However, comic-style ads in GamePro magazine claimed otherwise. A VHS tape with the pilot was released in the United States on January 15th, 94. While no DVD edition has surfaced, the pilot got an official YouTube release on August 5th, 2014. Um, a YouTube channel run by the Canadian company DHX Media, which owns Deke's Cartoon Library today. It says here um, the animated special was included on the list of five worst one-shot cartoons <laughs> ever made wow. by Topless Robot in 2008 and eight awful TV shows that were clearly doomed to fail by what culture in 2013? <laughs> wow. That's Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to watch it now. <clears throat> yeah, I want to go on YouTube and watch this this train wreck. Yeah. But yeah, back to Battletoads and Double Dragon. I, I, I can't give it an honest grade or a ranking because I can't make it past the first level. And I tried. I really did try. And... Like I said, there are things I like about this game. The gameplay is very easy to pick up. It's got fun characters, but unplayable. It's just a hard game. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not hard in the sense that you want to keep going. It's hard in the sense of you don't ever want to play it. So yeah, I, I I do not see myself playing this game very much, if at all, in the near future. Well, maybe uh, if you look up online and see if there are any cheat codes to to, to use, I don't yeah. know. Have to blow the dust off the game, genie. Yeah, or just get a, another person to play the game with you and make it easier. Yeah. Oh, that that would be a fun Patreon let's play as we try to play Battle Toads. Yeah, <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. But that's... Uh, but yeah, that, that's that's overall my thoughts on you know Battletoads and Double Dragon. It's you know I think it's a cool concept. I think it's a perfect marriage of two games. The gameplay is easy to pick up. The storyline I think is good. But as far as the difficulty, it's it's just obnoxiously hard, yeah. and I hate it. But that's uh, that. Like I said last week, that I can't do. Um, any more anxiety-inducing games for a while, so I'm going to take a step back, play something that's a little yes. more um, 
easygoing. So uh, we talked about it on the last episode. I think my next review is going to be Maniac Mansion. I was going to save it for October, but I need something a little laid back to play. Um, I just, oh man, these Battletoads games really, really messed me up this week because I, it, they make you feel like you're terrible at video games. They really do. And I'm going to do the same thing. Um, my next review in two weeks, uh, returning to the Game Boy with a very underrated game in the Legend of Zelda series, Link's Awakening. Fantastico. So that's going to yeah. bring us so, to the end. Um, Derek, anything you want to let everybody know about uh, the Derek Diamond experience? Yeah, so you know, always be sure to check out uh, the Derek Diamond experience. New episodes drop every Thursday on iTunes, Spotify, uh, all podcasting platforms. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcast And... Uh, this is probably going to really start picking up over the next couple of weeks, but if you want to check out any news regarding my upcoming short film, The Parker Syndrome, go to Facebook and just search for it, and you'll be able to find it. Um, it's on Instagram as well, at The Parker Syndrome. I'm going to make a Twitter fairly soon, and then once we get a little bit closer to shooting and we figure out cast and crew and everything, I'll make a website for it, but... Looking to shoot that possibly in mid to late October. And uh, yeah, so exciting stuff going on. Awesome. Uh, for the Pop Culture Palette, just head over to PCPRadio.com or at PCP Show on Twitter. We did a pretty good last episode that uh, was probably one of the funniest episodes we've done for a, uh, in a while because uh, I really started bitching about uh, fanboys <laughs> and, and things like that. I, I needed someone to blame for uh, not getting an Obi-Wan movie with Ewan McGregor, and that upset me. So if you want to go hear me rant, yeah. um, which I was only about 10% serious, but I hope people know that about me. <laughs> but it's still a good rant regardless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go check that out at PCP Show. But Derek, anything else you, b- before we leave here this evening? I think that's going to do it for me. Awesome. Let me go ahead and play this here. There we go. If you would like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro. We're uh, individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. You can find us at nerdcaveretro.com. And we're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. So Derek, please tell them what it's all about. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Wow. Wow. You've been listening to a Nerd Cave Network production.